your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about finding and living your passion. You know, everyone has an idea of what passion means. But, you know, as we look at it and as we start talking with other people about our understanding of passion, it often turns out that different people mean different things when they say passion. Most people agree that passion refers to a strong motivation mixed with intense emotions. But oftentimes, you know, it's, it's less clear whether these intense emotions are positive or negative, as both are linked to passion. Um, for some people, passion refers to sexual attraction and passing limerence of, of another person, you know, for somebody else. And, and it's also described as a, a transient state likely to fade away after a while. For other people, you know, passion may uh, uh, refer to a long-term interest or a commitment of a person or a topic or an activity that a person pursues through their life, no matter what obstacle comes in the way. And by the way... Anything hard makes your life easier. And so nowadays, a lot of people seem to agree that passion is important and impactful, although there's some disagreement about the question of whether passion should be pursued or ignored or even avoided. Some don't trust themselves. And so passion is something that they run away from because they don't trust their instincts. They don't trust their judgments. And so if they get passionate about something, they instantly try to deaden it. You know, it's, it is a desirable trait because what it can do is it creates resilience. And if you looked at uh, uh, just the Bible itself, you understand that almost every one of the people personified in the Bible were resilient. And resilience takes passion. And if you don't have that, you don't have the emotion to drive yourself. Now, passion doesn't have to be passion itself. Passion can be the achievement that you're wanting to to uh, to uh, get done you know the thing about it is when you're thinking you you have your logic and then you have your emotions and if you're going to motivate yourself and the way to stay motivated is to find an emotion that will fuel your thoughts and that's a very important trait in our human race for us to accomplish hard things Hard things make your life easier. So as we go through life, we have to have passion for things that are going to be a trademark of our character and be a trademark of who we are. If your passion is to be a doctor, if your passion is to be a priest or a preacher, if your passion is, is to, to uh, do electronic work, whatever that is. When you find that passion, that becomes a part of your character. And a lot of people go through life apathetic where they just don't allow themselves to feel strongly about much of anything. And they oftentimes fall into the rut of living what's called a mediocre life. And that's because they don't find a passion and follow a passion. What makes passion desirable is that it combines very intense emotion needed to get going and the per, uh, perseverance needed to overcome these obstacles and these frustrations. 
And so, uh, you know, a lot of people typically encounter sooner or later as they're going through learning or working processes that there are barriers. And the way we overcome barriers is we get creative and passionate to get to our goal and don't let things get in our way. And your passion may just be your faith in God. You know, it could be all kinds of stuff. But, you know, facing your obstacles is needed for the development of your expertise and high achievement and success and many other concepts of motivation such as interest or commitment or engagement or task values or flow don't really drive it so the fuel that we're looking for in your life to what you makes you feel alive is passion and what is interesting about passion it is also requires you to take leaps of faith because leaps of faith mean that you're going to go towards your passion and you don't know how it's going to turn out. But as you go towards it, you become resilient and you become more and more of an expert by experiential learning. And then what happens is we develop a body of life that we're very proud of because even if we fail, we learn from the failures, we still pick it back up because we have a passion, we correct ourselves and continue to go down that path, taking the, the, the learning that we have as we overcome barriers or as we fall to barriers and then get back up and go after them. You know, it's, it's really uh, 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 very important for us to, to be concerned if we're looking at our children and if we have to start pushing our children uh, to find a passion. Because what's interesting in this day and age is kids, as they enter the teenage years, are less and less interested in defining a career and more and more interested in just living day to day and doing what they like to do. And it's interesting because they're really the reason for that is there is it's in general and i'm not saying this is the reason but in general the reason out there the biggest one is that there's too many choices for them and and they're scared and faith is not something that is really strong in this day and age and so the the, the basic concept is unless they see something concrete to walk on many of these kids are scared to take a chance on something and so and they don't really know what they're good at and so they just kind of wander around trying to find something that will get them through the day but the or you know the, if they want to play video games all all their life that may be what they're passionate about but sadly that only builds up their hunting skills and it doesn't really define them as a person and you know it's kind of scary but they they don't really grow up and begin to get direction until they're about 30 32 and some don't ever. Um, and it's amazing that other people, um, some people will go through life doing what other people tell them to do and, do and taking other people's suggestions so that they themselves never have to be fully accountable for what they do because they're doing what other people told them they'd be good at. And so, you know, it's nobody wishes to have passion, but you know the deal is they feel some people feel like it's being put in chains but the truth is is that passion will make you free and so it's really important for us to take a really deep dive you know it it, it might sound you know kind of silly but we really have to take a deep dive to understand what the benefit of passion will give us and and if you decide that you want to get more passionate or get rid of a passion 
then, then it's really important for us to sustain, persevere, and to vision what it's going to look like. Because if you don't begin to go, okay, what does recovery look like? Because somebody may be passionate about their addiction, and so they defend it to the teeth. But the problem is, is if you want to recover, you have to have a vision for what that's going to look like. And that should be what drives you, that ultimate vision of what you want to be able to do with whatever you're going to be passionate about. It, it's, um, it's really, uh, uh, there's a guy named Thomas Dixon. He wrote a book for, um, uh, from Passions to Emotion, the Celebration of uh, Secular Psychology. Um, and he shows that far from being a new concept, the term passion has its roots in Christian theology. Surprise, surprise. Why do you think I began throwing that out there in the beginning? And it's actually removed from the vocabulary of psychologists, um, you know, until there was a few years ago a guy named Robert Valorand, and he reintroduced the concept into psychology. And that's really not that long ago, uh, 2013, 17 years ago. And so, you know, it's, it's really also this, um, there's a really good novel out there that explores the question of whether passionate thriving or the absence of it make life worth living. And that's a book by uh, James Hilton called The Lost Horizon. Lost Horizon, I'm sorry. So, you know, how to find your passion is a question that you have to ask yourself. We all see a lot of examples of how people who have found a calling or a sense of purpose in life and we want to feel that strongly about something, too. And we want to feel that passionately about something, too. When we see people get passionate, we get passionate. That's why, as great leaders, it is so important for you to be passionate about what you do. If you are passionate about what you do and you have a message and you go out there and you continue to deliver it passionately and, and really, people identify that as empathy. People identify that as leadership. And it it really catches fire. It catches fire very fast. And most, you know, unfortunately, most of what we hear about passion is typically vague and unattainable. And we usually walk away from, from the discussions of finding a passion with, with a sense of discouragement. Um, you know, a lot of people are afraid of that concept. You know, there's a lot of research out there that's shown passion is actually something we can all learn to identify and build in our lives. And so, you know, as as we walk through this research and walk through the practical questions, you know, we really have to begin with ourselves. And when we're asking these questions, truly, truly be honest with yourself and identify, you know, identify what it can bring to your life. So what is a passion? Well, you know, after decades of research, uh, Robert Valoran and, and the studying, he studied thousands of people and he found who'd found their passion. And he, he came to a conclusion that is a strong inclination toward an activity that has very distinct qualities. It's something we enjoy. It's something we value. And it's something we can dedicate our lives to. And in addition, or ourselves, and in addition to those, he also suggests that passion is almost always tied to identity. And the most passionate people are intrinsically motivated towards their passions. So, you know, if you look at the research and, and look at people struggle with purpose or passion, you know, there's there's a lot of questions that you have to ask yourself. You know, does the activity 
have a potential for positive reinforcement? You know, it seems like it's an obvious question, but it's not. It's not one that people often challenge themselves with. You know, if you can elaborate a little more, you know, on this, think of enjoyment in terms of positive reinforcement. So that's uh, called behavioral modification in the psychology world. So things we we tend to to uh, get positively reinforced with those things that we we get. You know, you get your ice cream, or you get your bubble gum, or you get you know you get your your break, whatever it is. There's a lot more to positive re- uh, reinforcement than just pleasure. You know, if you just look at the ice cream example, you know, a momentary pleasure of ice cream is positively reinforcing. Eating ice cream doesn't actually have a high positive reinforcement potential um, because the first bite, while it's delicious, it's good as it's going to get. So the first bite is what you're really craving and the rest of it is 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 just there as it is there. It's not really offering you many benefits. It's just offering you uh, lots of calories. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on the other hand, ice cream might have more potential as a high passion activity because it's really uh, uh, has a, a good flavor and satiety to it. And so as long as we succeed in producing ice cream, we end up getting to eat ice cream. So we're already not doing any worse. But in addition to the pleasure we get from the ice cream, we also get the satisfaction that comes out of making something ourselves. So if we're actually making the ice cream, there's a positive reinforcement of being able to accomplish that. And then there's a positive reinforcement of sharing it and also of eating it. So, you know, as we go deeper and deeper uh, into something that we might find passion like ice cream, look what Ben and Jerry's did to it. They blew it up into this multi-million dollar business. So, you know, once we start making ice cream more regularly, we will be on the lookout for new flavors and recipes and we we hone it down and we improve it and we get people's opinions. And then all of a sudden uh, we find ourselves rolling into that world. And, you know, then ice cream has a purpose and it has a purpose of bringing pleasure not only to you, but to other people. And it's a point of creativity. Now, you see. We're just talking about something that may have started as as just going to the ice cream shop and then learning how to make something and then learning how to refine something. And all of a sudden we find ourselves rolling and rolling deeper, deeper, deeper into that activity. And also we have to ask the question, does the activity help me clarify and elaborate on my values? And, and so, you know, as we look at that, if, if we're looking for an activity with a high passion potential, we obviously don't want to pick something that really di- uh, directly affects our values. So if you're passionate about animal rights or big game hunting is probably not a great choice. Um, the more important idea here is in addition to avoiding uh, uh, value conflicting activities, we also want to look for activities that support our values and ideally help clarify and elaborate those values. And so, so, you know, suppose, let's say something big these days, environmentalism and the appreciation of nature and the outdoors are very close to your heart. And you enjoy hiking and volunteering for, let's say, you know, state parks or something, you know, instead of uh, simply hiking as a side project, what if you started an email newsletter or a small website or a blog where you shared interest in local hikes and outdoor volunteer activities? Do you think you might influence other people? Do you think it might take off? Never know. Never know. But if that's your thing, why not go a little deeper with it? Why not make it something that can touch other people's lives? If it's something that you've taken a long time to learn, 
there's many people out there who want to know how you learn because they want to learn and they can use your experience to springboard into that. But the other thing is, if you are an expert at something, people are seeking you out for that. Don't just sit in the corner with knowledge that you could share and help other people. You know, you really want to bring it to people and find a way to do that and find those vehicles that will help you get to where your passions are. You know, uh, you know, what if I don't have something, you know, asking yourself, what if I don't have something that I that I really care about? Well, if you're finding it hard to come up with something, um, you know, ask yourself, what do I really get fired up about? What topics and ideas tend to get me really frustrated or angry? What kind of activity do I do where where the day just goes by amazingly fast? You know, if you, if you can't come up with something yourself, ask a friend. Ask a family member who knows you and about those questions and how they pertain to you. And also you have to ask yourself, is this activity feasible? And that's a very important point. You know, th this, this part is, is being very pragmatic and very straightforward. You know, when considering activities that may have a high passion potential, Make sure that you have the required time, the required energy, the required finances to pursue it and to give it your current situation and your stage in life. You know, when I see these people with, you know, uh, cars all over their lawns, it just blows my mind because they start these projects and then they have no passion to complete them or maybe not the financial resources or the actual time. But they fantasize about wanting to do it and it just sits there and collects dirt and dust. All right, we're going to talk more about passion. Come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers channels. Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about finding and living your passion. You know, if you don't have the funds to do something, let's say you want to fly on an airplane and take aviation lessons. Well, that may be a little bit uh, excessive in your funding. You may not have the time and energy, and uh, you also may not be able to uh, be able to fly based on the fact that you don't have the money to fly. So you have to consider your resources if you're going to take on a big, uh, very challenging uh, type of hobby that you might be passionate about, unless you're wanting to advance it into a career. You also have to ask yourself, when you're finding your passion, can, can the, the activity be broken down into a consistent set of routines? And, and what's good is, um, you know, in addition to values, an overlooked part of identity is routines. And what we do on a regular basis plays an important role in your self-concept and how we think about ourselves. You know, while, while our values are important, a component of our identity Consistent behavior or routines is equally, if not, very important. You know, I, I uh, consider working out to be very important. I'm not in great shape, guys, but, uh, you know, bottom line is I try to keep healthy. And uh, so I have a, a, a habit or a routine of basically exercising every single day in my life doing cardio. And I don't just do cardio. I do it like an hour and a half of cardio. And I, it brings me enormous uh, sharpness in my thoughts. And so it's very helpful to have that, and it's very helpful just for health. But that's that's a rule. That's for me. It's a passion because it's a time for me to read books or do audio books. Sorry about that, or listen to sermons or whatever. And then I can travel the world on my Peloton and basically see different places all over the world, which is neat. And I connect with other people who are riding in the same ride with me. And so that's fun. You can team. So it's really a cool time. If you can really embellish the time, it, it, it makes it such a rich moment in your day and not a moment to dread. And, you know, while values, um, you know, the implication for finding a passion is to look for something, an activity that relates to your values and, and it can be relatively easy to be turned into a routine and something you can do on a very consistent basis. Um, <clears throat> I like gardening. And so gardening, I just have a dinky garden, but the problem is, is that it has to be watered every day. And so since I'm passionate about the garden and watching it grow and watching, you know, the fruit trees and all that kind of stuff, the other part of it is I have to water. And so that's a, that's a, that's a routine. And so watering is a natural routine that I do every day to make sure that garden grows well. You know, the, the, um, it can be much more likely to become a part of your identity if you grab it and move it as a routine. You know, suppose you're interested in and care a lot about travel or learning about new places and people and cultures. You know, travel's tough for most of us to just do, but and especially during coronavirus, even on a semi-regular basis, for a lot of reasons, most of us can't jump on a jet and see a new state or a country every couple weeks. But, you know, here we are sitting in the middle of this virus. We have all this time. 
why not do some internal exploration to find your identity and maybe that job you're working isn't quite what you want to do with your life and it's not something you're passionate about and now you got to grab onto something you're passionate about that means you have to introspect that doesn't mean you drop your job but maybe your job buys you the opportunity to explore something you are passionate about and so now the job does not become such a, a, a center of your life but it becomes something that supports your life and that is a very important thing for all of us to think about especially with all this time and inability to travel inability to see our friends but you know I love travel I love international travel that is something I'm very passionate about I love it because seeing the world seeing the different cultures the anthropology involved in it the study of cultures is fascinating and seeing how people live how people interact their languages um, and also their history extremely important to learn that in life because it allows you to connect deeper and deeper with people all over the world and here we are with basically a global economy or what we did have was a global economy but now uh you know as we're, we're kind of all bifurcated into our own countries uh we're hoping that we come out with something different but you can load your life up with things that you're passionate about and that is a very important thing and you also when you're looking for passion you have to understand you know is this activity motivating to me and, and so you know if, if it's not motivating uh, it's not going to accomplish a lot and we're going to have things that we just kind of sit there well if you're if you're not motivated if you're only passionate for a day then you're going to start not trusting yourselves when you think you find a passion. And so it's very important, once again, that you drop those routines behind it so that you reinforce your passion and create a pathway of success rather than just a personal stimulation in the moment. And so, you know, uh, uh, why, why would someone, let's say, build, build a ship? Well, maybe they enjoy building structures and and putting them, you know, putting them on their on their uh, desk or whatever and taking a look at it. You know, why would somebody um, decide to sell insurance? Well, if they're not wanting to help people, they're going to have a hard time motivating themselves unless they're just going to continue to make more money and more money and focus on that. The big deal is if you want to make more money, have a reason to be selling insurance and all of a sudden you may uh, be benefiting people and then people start coming to you so you know when it comes to finding a passion you look for an activity that's intrinsically motivating something you enjoy for its own sake and it and it happens to be motivating as well and it happens to help other people you know a good test for this is to imagine yourself you know several months into an activity that you think really has some passion potential then imagine all of a sudden with all the extrinsic motivating benefits disappear and you're only left with the activity itself, whatever satisfaction you got from it. Would you keep doing it? Well, if that's a passion, you would probably want to. The other things you got to ask yourself is, is, is this something I can achieve and become an expert in? And, and so, you know, instead, you know, in other words, you know, passion is a result of mastering uh, something, a skill or or whatever. Um, but in some ways that begs the question, how do I know which activities are worthwhile to pursue expertise in? Well, that's where 
you know, you'd have to go back to the beginning of those questions that I, I'm, I'm bringing up to you. And then that's an important point. You know, does the activity contain a variety of forms of enjoyment and positive reinforcement? Does the activity help other people in some way? And does the uh, people does this activity help me better understand and enrich my own values? Also, is the activity feasible uh, given your current situation? And and also, can the activity be broken down into routines or processes? Can you break it down into a process that you could follow? And, and really, is it motivating? And is it something that I myself could learn? You know, passion may be defined as the inclination or desire to do something like a person likes to do or thinks is important. But, uh, you know, this really, this is thing that uh, Valorant, I talked about him before, Robert Valorant, he presented a concept in terms of a, um, uh, he identified two different types of passion. There's harmonious passion when uh, people do something because they love it in a controllable and manageable way. And then there's obsession passion, is when people have an uncontrolled urge to become involved in an activity and the outcome might not be as favorable. Now, from the psychological world, this is a young concept, once again, going back to Valorant. And so, you know, how do people conclude that their lives are worth living? And figuring out their passion is one way to do that. Having a harmonious passion is another way. You know, when, when people, you know, ask themselves to look back into their childhoods to identify what brought them joy, many know the answer without even thinking about it. Others don't. And that just depends on your childhood and how much free will you had to explore your own self, your own desires. You know, we're, we're all in search of happiness, which but I will tell you something. Happiness is just one emotion, and it's a hard one. Um, it's, <laughs> I would suggest if you're really wanting to just want to be happy, why don't you search for peace? Peace is happiness. Peace gives you all of your emotions. It's, it's, the, it's the place where you have your intuition. Peace is accepting where you are in life, what's going on in life, the people you have in your life, the resources you have in your life, and working from there, not resenting, not hating, not feeling angry, not feeling disappointed, not having tons of expectations that are unreasonable for yourself, but actually making peace with where you are and then begin the journey from there. And so, you know, uh, happiness is often tied to uh, life passion and doing what we're meant to do, but our passion is what we want to do naturally, not what sounds good or what others want us to do. Passion is, is basically a fuel that drives us to get out of bed in the morning. It, it moves us towards our goals. And sometimes finding our passion simply has to do with listening to that inner voice and to our, to our you know, intuition and, and listening to God. If you believe in God, that's a great thing. So ignoring the noise around us tells us what we should do. It's also about surrounding ourselves with people who have similar interests, similar passions, and we admire them. And if we prefer being alone, sometimes it's best to distance ourselves from others so we can hear that voice more clearly. And, and um, you know, uh, uh, creativity and inspiration, uh, 
puts everybody into a great space. And when we're creative is when we're passionate and we find solutions that other people normally would not find. You know, uh, arts like music and dance and poetry are in touch with that spirit. And, and basically it's because it, you need to express them. And then after that art is created, it now is going to be interpreted. And so art lives beyond just the creative process. It also lives into a life itself after the process while people are analyzing and trying to figure out what angle and what message is in the art that's being created. Uh, Kay Redfield Jameson wrote this book, and it's a really good one. It's called Exuberance, The Passion for Life. And basically, she claims that we've uh, formulated many words for sadness and sorrow, but few words for having a passion for life. You know, exuberance, which goes hand in hand with the passion for life, is what compels us to go where we might not normally go. And so, and I'm I'm not quoting directly. I'm I'm basically restating in my own words what she said. But exuberance also brings us to a place where our imagination exists from our common quieter places. So that exuberance basically is what we feel when we discover our passion. And, and you know, oftentimes, you know, many people think they just have to have one life passion. Well, that's, that's a benefit. If you can develop one life passion, that's a great success. If you can develop a few life passions, that's a life very rich with much variety and, and a lot of, of ability to touch other people's lives. You know, there are uh, two people in our history, John Muir and, and Teddy Roosevelt, were very, John Muir, you know, he, he had a passion for the outdoors, he had a passion for the parks, he had a passion to, to understand nature, and uh, Teddy Roosevelt, these, these guys were really exuberant people who knew early in their life that passion was to preserve nature, and so Muir uh, understood nature, felt nature, and then illuminated it, um, and then the other thing is what uh, what Roosevelt did was basically preserve the parks and, and make sure that we create national parks and national monuments to protect those those places that are so special in this world. So, you know, think about when you felt or feel the happiest. Think about an activity you love to do. Think or write about your values. You know. It's something that I'm passionate about is cooking. I love to cook. I'm a terrible cook in some regards. I can do recipes, Betty Crocker, thank God, and uh, keto diet. Uh, it's okay. But uh, some of it's good. And so anyway, bottom line is uh, I, I'm learning to cook in all kinds of different ways, and that's my passion. That gives me a sense of therapy, um, and it also feeds my family, and it also finds out how to be healthy and how to be creative with uh, food and, 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 and how the food nourishes us and how what it can provide us. And does it give us energy? Does it do whatever? Very important thing. I love doing that. I love cooking. So much fun. If you've ever uh, found something like that, that can give your life great benefits. You know, think and write about your values before you go about your passion because you want to make sure that passion goes in tune with your values. And think about what drives your decisions. You know, do a self-assessment and identify what are your strengths. Think about your current job and ask yourself, do I truly have a passion for that? 
you know, think about subjects you love to talk about. Think about what you've always dreamed of doing. You know, this is a very important aspect. You know, also, if you have to look at passion, that is always a something that uh, people that are going to hire you are going to ask about. And I'm not saying every single time, but they're going to want to know more about you. And one of the identifying features of your character is what you are passionate about. And so if you're going to go to a job interview of, of a job of substance, um, it's, it's really uh, you need to be prepared to pick a passion that you're going to talk about um, because it's likely you're going to be um, motivated or look to be, uh, are you a motivated person or not? So sex, so, you know, select something that really excites you. It doesn't have to be directly related to your job. In fact, it might not need to be, um, because it might sound insincere if it's not related to your job. You know, the more sincere you are about the passion, the more likely the employer will be able to sense your genuine excitement and more, and more opportunity you're going to have to potentially already have brought some benefit to the employer that other people who have interviewed with them haven't. You know, you may not be as good at a skill as everybody else, but if you're passionate, that may be exactly what they need. Somebody that's creative and passionate and really wants to get good results. You also want to pick something that you're knowledgeable about. You know, they might ask you some follow-up questions about your passion. That's another thing you want to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit more about job interviews and passion, and then we're going to go back into the topic about finding it and how to get our job, our life on a better course. Come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. 
That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about finding and living your passion. You know, if you look at jobs, you know, you want to talk about, if they ask you about a passion, which more and more employers do, to see how serious you are about your life. Because once again, there's a lot of people that are not motivated out there. And that that can be a terrible investment for an employer to have somebody that really does not want to work or be a part of something that is bigger than them. And so it's very important to pick something you know a lot about, but it's also something that you want to be very actively involved with. For example, you might say playing guitar is important to you, but you know, and maybe you play with a band, and that's obviously a part of your character. You know, some people would say that they're working with kids is their passion. You know, perhaps you can mention a, a, a volunteer organization that you work with to help children. You might want to uh, show your ability to devote yourself to something you believe in. So you need to show how you follow through with your passion. But you have to keep in mind that your passion can involve almost anything. It could be a hobby you have. It could be a belief system that you have. It could be an abstract idea like competition or making a difference in other people's lives. Just make sure it's something you're genuinely passionate about if you're going to communicate it, especially in an employment situation where you're being interviewed. And, 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 and you don't have to be an absolute expert. I'm not saying that that's what you're going to be, but you may be in the process of trying to become an expert in that area. You know, um, you know it's, it's pretty funny, you know, that it's not funny, but, you know, death, a, a death in your life can also be a motivator because now maybe since you've lost somebody that, that brought you great joy in your life or got, brought you great support in your life, Maybe you got to start doing things that they wanted you to do with your life. And if you do that as a gift back to them, what you might discover is that you're living a passion through them. And now it's becoming a passion for you. It's making their life have more meaning as ap- even after their passing because they bring you something that's good. Okay. So, you know, you have to wonder why it works that way. And the answer is is because it shows how the how the person took a personal tragedy and turned it into something positive. You know, uh, um, you know, maybe you're maybe you had lost somebody close to you that was really passionate about painting. Well, maybe take an art class and see if you're passionate about painting, or if you can come across in a different way and find the way they found their joy. In, pay, in, in painting, you know, show, show, show that you're able to take time away from work to relax uh, as it shows you as a well-rounded person. And so that's an important component of that. And, and also uh, the both hard and soft skills, it shows that you have commitment to finish something hard. Um, let's see here. And so, you know, if you're going to be in an interview, it's important to 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 share examples. You also get follow up questions about uh, what you do with your passion, 
or how to incorporate into your life. You know, employers ask this to get a sense of how committed you are to things and how good you are at seeing things through. So providing some examples of how you've dedicated yourself to an interest or an activity, you know, when you share a story, it will support the details and also when you're, how you have the passion towards your story also indicates that you're very serious about that passion. You know, maybe, maybe uh, uh, explain why you're passionate. You know, explaining how you follow through with your passion in your daily life is good for them to understand about your level of commitment and your level of routine. And, um, and perhaps, you know, they'll give you more, uh, that gives them more insight into who you are. You know, uh, connect it to the job in a natural way. You know, it's fine, in fact, if your passion doesn't really connect with the job. However, you can often find natural ways to connect your hobby or interest to that position. For example, you know, if your passion is working towards research uh, of, of something, maybe you're applying for a job in fundraising and you might mention how you volunteer for an organization to help them raise funds every year. You know, if you're applying for a job in a bookstore, passionate about reading novels, you might mention that, you know? And so, you know, be honest with an employer if, if you're going to talk about a passion. Don't emph- don't overemphasize it, that, that that's going to be far more important than the job. Don't share a passion that isn't workplace friendly and, and don't make something up. That, those are the big, big rules of dealing with job interviews if you're going to go out there and, and, and talk about passion. You know, um, now it's easy as it's not as easy as it sounds but it's worth the effort to be passionate you know if you dread going to your job or finding yourself constantly lacking motivation or find what you're doing dull and repetitive you need to start looking for a new job and that means you take leaps of faith leaps of faith every time that is what you need to do life is one leap of faith after the other no fear fear does not belong in your life Faith belongs in your life and taking leaps of faith, taking challenges and becoming resilient and believing in yourself and seeing a process go to an end. Things can get get uh, accomplished. You know, it's funny because as I counsel people and when I counsel people, it's very, very, very important uh, for me to know that I can create an end result that they want. And so that's a very important aspect that something that they, you know, that if they don't have hope, let, let's say a couple's talking about divorce, if I see hope, that makes them see hope. And so by having a, a knowing that my skills can help them, that's a very important thing for them to have. And so your passion may be something they don't have, <coughs> excuse me, but they borrow from it and they grab onto it and they take it and they use it. And so that. Your passion can create hope in other people. You know, um, you know, you you might uh, often state your mind that you know you you get lost in the world or or losing yourself in the task at hand. But work is not work, as many people refer to it, but something that's fun and interesting, exciting. If you're doing your job as a passion, you get lost in it. You know, if 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 you got a job you dislike or hate, you know. It might sound like a pipe dream, but it, it, and if you never put the effort to find what passionate about, you're right. Such a thing will never be possible. But you know, you gotta dare to dream, dare to imagine possibilities, dare to actually search for what you love, and not only as a possibility, but make it a probability. 
you know, the day you decide you want to be a medical doctor, become the medical doctor that day. Envision your life and structure your life to get to that goal. Don't just sit there and dream about it. Become that. Envision it. Create it. Set values around it. Set what it looks like to you and begin to go towards that goal. Go towards it. You know, ask yourself, is there something, you know, you already love doing? You know, do you have something that you can embellish and turn into something of a better career? Whether it's reading comic books or collecting something, making something, creating or building, there's probably a way you could do it for a living. You know, open a comic book shop or, or create a comic book uh, site online or create a blog, what, whatever it is. You know, if there's something you love doing, you're ahead of the game. Now you just need to research the possibilities of making money from it or being able to help other people with it or doing both if you're brilliant. You know, that's a great thing. You know, finding out what you spend hours reading about, you know, <laughs> some people can read uh, uh, magazines and books and all kinds of things on different topics like science fiction or, or, or Christianity or, or, you know, whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of fiction, bio, uh, biographies, you know, spend days on the Internet finding more and more. If you find yourself doing that, there may be some possibilities for you and some career paths or some, some uh, ways that you could create a business that would enhance your own passion. And, and once you get that, you have to brainstorm. You know, if nothing comes to mind, get out of a piece of paper and start writing down ideas. Anything that comes to mind, write it down. You know, look around your house, on your computer, on your bookshelf for inspirations and just write them down. You know, there's no bad ideas, none. So, so write everything down and then evaluate them. And ask around, surf for possibilities, ask other people for ideas and, see, and, and look at how other people applied their knowledge. You know, and, and find out how they found their passion and how they created this nook to help their life and embellish and create an opportunity for them to get their character out there in front of other people. You know, and, and don't quit your job, even if you hate your job, until you find your passion and you begin to build a way towards it. You know, if you do it as a side job, build up the income for a few months and, and, and that's even better. You know, it gives you a chance to build up some savings, you know, and, and then you can go towards practicing the skills you need and then making a life of those skills and then give it a try. You know, it's actually test the new idea before jumping in as a career. Do it as a hobby. Do it as a side job so that you can see if it's really your true calling. You know, you may be passionate about it for, for a few days, but where the rubber meets the road is whether you're passionate about it for at least a few months. So if you pass that, you probably found it. If you, if you passed a few months, you probably found that, that passion that's going to be sustainable. And also, if you're going to be passionate, be smart. Research, research, research. Know as much about the passion as possible. Um, and if this has been a passion for a while, you may have already been doing it. You know, at any rate, do more research. Read every website possible. Buy the best books available. Find other people, either in your area or on the internet, who want uh, you and, and want to do what you want to do for a living and quiz them about the profession. You know, how much do they make? What training do they need? What skills are needed? How do they get their start? Uh, what recommendations do they have? And then practice, 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 practice. 
and then practice more. Don't go on it with amateur skill level. If you want to make money to be a professional, you need to have professional skills. And so you get very good at your uh, future career and you will make money at it. So practice for hours. And if it's something you love, the practice should be something you want to do. The other aspect is never quit trying. You know, finding your passion first, give up, giving up after a few days, you're sure to fail and you're sure to create a pattern of failure in the future. So you need to keep trying for months and months and be resilient and, and then you'll find it. It's also very important to increase your self-confidence and that means you accomplished what you're passionate about. You know, the, the little known truth that everyone wants to be accepted for who they are, but yet everyone's not comfortable expressing who they are. So when you ignore the options of others and live your passion, you will become more comfortable expressing yourself. And oftentimes when you're not living your passion, you're living the life that you believe is acceptable to other people. So your confidence will suffer when you give in to the pressures of society, of your friends, of your family. And this is largely because you're forcing yourself to do something that is now of little interest to you. And, and so, you know, when you're living for other people, you're going to always do subpar and also lower stress levels. You know, job stress is a major source of stress, and it's associated with a lot of uh, rates of heart attack, hypertension, other disorders. You know, it's, uh, not all stress is bad. It can actually be a motivator. But, th you know, the bottom line is those people who follow their passions and those who do not will both encounter stress. So the difference is the good stress is knowing that you're going to accomplish something great, something that's going to help you or help other people. And also looking at your passion, you have to begin to break down, am I fulfilled by this work? And, and that's something you have to, you know, if you're going to work to live, that's not fun. If you're going to uh, live to work, excuse me, living to work, that's not fun. But working to live can be a lot of fun. And so, you know, it's really important to have a good balance in your life, things that you're passionate about, things that you have to get done. If you only do what you're passionate about, you may not do all the right things like becoming a good parent, becoming a good partner, you know, so you have to have balance in there. And, and also, people that are passionate, there's one very important quality about them is they have fewer regrets later in life. And that's our show for today. I want to thank everybody for listening. I would love to hear from you. And so uh, you can do that through our via our website at uh, voiceamerica.com. And that's also the uh, uh, empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. All right, remember, what are the three words you would hear when you're in the middle of some passionate lovemaking? What are the three worst words you could hear when you're in the middle of some passionate lovemaking? Honey, I'm home. <laughs> Remember, did anyone know what happened to that passion fruit truck crash yesterday? It caused a little traffic jam. All right. <laughs> By the way, my engineers, my wonderful engineers helped me with these jokes because I forgot to write the jokes for this week. <laughs> also, this is a good one. I, uh, remember, I brought back my dead girlfriend back to life by passionately kissing her neck. I guess you could say I'm a neck romancer. Thanks for listening, everybody.
That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 